Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, everyone. This is Raja again from Melbourne, Australia. And in this podcast, which is episode six, I'll be discussing the impact of fees on your investments. This is a crucial topic you must understand and master. You will be amazed how much of your wealth you're giving away, and it's likely you don't even know about it. And that's the crazy aspect of it. Before I go into fees and investments, let's recap the previous five podcasts. Now, you'll note that I like summaries. I like recapping. And there's a bit of a backstory to this, so allow me if you will. In high school, my physics professor taught me a way to revise for exams. He said, by doing it a little bit at a time during the semester, um, so I don't have to cram right at the end, the concept is simple. Every time you learn a new topic, you revise the previous topic. So it's reinforced constantly, and come exam time, you're more prepared than others. You'll notice something here, though. Essentially, what he was teaching me was the importance of compounding knowledge, learning things again and again, automating it, doing it in the long term, so eventually it becomes ingrained into one's lifestyle. It didn't click to me at the time, but quite clearly he was very, very astute. So let's summarize. In podcast one was all about the power of automation, the power of compounding, the concept of paying yourself first, and I use an example of 20%. Your percentage may be higher or lower based on your current circumstances. In podcast two was all about saving for the Australian dream, buying your own home, the tips and tricks associated with mortgages. Podcast three was a lighthearted look at some of the financial personalities that I listen to, read about, because I believe that financial education, like any education, is critical to retirement security. Podcast number four was all about investing your pay-yourself money. The 20% that you've saved diligently, what do you do with this money? What are the options? I use analogies with shopping to get my point across. This is probably my favourite episode so far. Podcast 5 was all about personal insurance. As you save money, build wealth, you need to protect your assets and most importantly, your family. I go in depth into the various personal finance options including life insurance, income protection, critical insurance and TPD insurance. So, you've saved money. You've bought a home or got a better mortgage deal, started investing, protected your assets and your family. Now what? Well, you need to look into fees. Tony Robbins talks about investment fees as sucking money out of your retirement fund. Think about it this way. You're stuck in the ocean and you're trying your way to swim to safety, safety being a metaphor for retirement. But the tide keeps taking you back into the ocean. You make progress each time but each time the tide takes you just that little bit back. It just means you'll eventually get to land and to safety, but it'll take you a lot longer when compared to someone who does the same thing without any tide, any waves taking them back. 
it will also take you more effort, more time, and in the process, you just hope you don't drown. Now that sounds harsh, but that is what investment fees are. In my first podcast, I talk about the power of compounding when it comes to letting time and rate of return do the work for you. Set and forget attitude to investing, but the power of compounding also works against you in the form of fees. If you invest in funds or bonds or real estate, where are your fees are higher than usual? Then they too will compound. They too will eat away at your end retirement nest egg. So how much fees is good? And how much is bad? What are the types of fees involved in investments? Let's use some examples. When you rent out real estate, supposing you've just bought a house as an investment property and you want to rent it out for tenants, there'll be fees from the agent. So it's important to check what the market rate is for fees. Most agents have a letting fee and a management fee and the average in Melbourne is anywhere between 5 to 12%. By the way, if you're paying more than 6 to 7%, I would seriously recommend finding someone cheaper. If you're paying 10 or more percent, frankly, I think you're getting ripped off. Other additional fees might be advertising fees, preparing the tenancy agreement fees, and fees when they represent you in the tribunal. Hopefully it doesn't come down to that, but you know, there are fees associated with representation. It's really important to check what fees you pay for the service you get. What about when you buy and sell shares? You buy individual shares, they're called stocks, which is equity in a company. You can get a share trading account. There are heaps of online share trading platforms and the big four banks have their own called, for example, Comsec by CBA, ANZ Share Investing by ANZ Bank, NAB Trade by the National Australia Bank and Westpac Online Investing by Westpac. There are other options, private companies like Macquarie, Saxo, CMC, Halifax Online. There are even apps like Plus500, which I keep seeing ads about on YouTube. You can also buy shares via a managed fund. And in this case, you don't actually buy individual shares, but rather buy units in the managed fund, which has a range of shares in it. This is an oversimplification, of course, but I hope you get the picture. In terms of fees, you may be charged a trading fee. For example, each time you buy a share, there are fees, or an overall management fee on a monthly or yearly basis, which is usually a percentage of your overall worth of that asset. So, for example, if you owned a managed fund worth $100,000 and the fees are 1% per annum, then every year you'll be charged $1,000 in fees. On top of this, you may be charged brokerage fees for each share that you buy or each unit that you buy. These are also important things to consider when you invest. So let me ask you this. Do you have a super fund? Do you have an investment property or do you have managed funds or investing in shares? Do you know what your fees are? If so, do you know how much you have in fees, what type of fees there are and how much it is impacting on your investment? I'm not trying to scare you, or maybe I am, but there are things you must consider. And these are very, very important and critical for your retirement nest egg. Let me put it this way. If you went car shopping, as I did recently, and wanted to buy a Mazda, one dealership sells it for $30,000 and the other dealership sells it for $300,000, the same car, that could be the difference in fees. That could be the difference in your retirement nest egg. I'm going to use some examples on how fees matter. Let's use our regular Joe Bloggs average Aussie example. Earns a net income, that is after tax, of $4,700 per month. 
based on the 2017 ABS data. If Joe saves 20% and pays himself first, that equates to $968 per month. He then invests it into a managed fund or a well-diversified stock portfolio. He's 35 years of age and he's thinking of retiring in 30 years' time when he turns 65 years. For the purposes of this podcast, assume he never gets a pay rise and he never advances in his career, which is very unlikely, but let's assume this. Let's also assume he averages a return of 6% per annum over the 30 years. This is a very conservative estimate. I think over the 30 years, you can probably expect between sort of 7 to 10%, but let's assume just 6% per annum. If his management fees for his, for his investments was a mere 3%, not much, right? He will have, after 30 years, $551,252. That is, every month, he puts in $968 into the investment fund. He gets a 6% return every year over the next 30 years, and his investment costs management fee is a mere 3%. He will end up with over half a million dollars. That's $551,252 all up. That's pretty decent, you might say. I don't entirely disagree, but here's the kicker. His fees during that time that he would have paid to get that result would equate to $397,636. You heard me right, $397, sorry, $1,000, $636. that's right, WTF. But come on, everyone pays fees and 3% isn't that much, you might think. Well, apparently there's this person called Jenny Notblogs, also earning the exact same amount per month, same returns over 30 years, same age, and she has a fund with a management fee of just 1%. Let's see how well she does, or how poorly. It turns out that she'll have, after the exact 30 years, wait for it, wait for it, $786,483. And she only pays $162,405 in fees. Yep, she pays less than half in fees because her percentage of fees was 1% compared to Joe Bloggs, who had a fee structure of 3%. So, in summary, the dude who paid 3% fees ends up paying $235,331 extra in fees for the same returns over the same period, with the same income. He got screwed big time. That is the impact of fees. Not only that, he got 42% less returns as a result in his end retirement nest egg. Let me put it to you this way. Every dollar that Joe Bloggs spent on fees, that dollar is not being allowed to go out and earn a return on the investment. So not only has Joe Bloggs been completely screwed in terms of fees, he's also lost the opportunity to earn a return on the money he has spent on fees. This is an incredibly powerful concept you must understand. This is opportunity cost, and this changes the entire way you should be thinking about money. Fees matter. Fees matter big time. 
But higher fees means you get better advice, which means better returns, right? This is how it works in most other industries. You go to a car dealership. If you pay more, you're going to get a better branded car. If you pay more, you're going to get better features. You're going to get better safety. You're probably going to get better fuel efficiency. That is how life works. And this is how we've been instructed how life works. You pay more, you get more, you get better products. But in the financial industry, this is not always the case. In fact, this is rarely the case. The chances are you'll probably end up with the same service, same quality, and end up paying significantly more for it, but end up with less returns and less money in the end. In other words, you buy a Mazda and you pay thirty, uh, you pay three hundred thousand dollars and not thirty thousand dollars for the same car. In fact, you don't even get the same quality Mazda. You get a worse version of the car for more cost. That is mind-bogglingly stupid. And the moment I realised this, I seriously looked at how fees impacted my retirement nest egg. So, what sort of fees do managed funds or stock portfolios charge in addition to management fees? They're called admin fees, low balance fees performance fees, once-off fees, transaction fees, buy-sell spreads, etc, etc, etc. Tony Robbins explains it best when discussing fees in the financial industry and financial advisors and fund managers in general. If someone came to you and said, give me all of your money, I will invest it for you, I take no risk, you take all the risk, you put up all the capital, I put up none, if you win, I win. If you lose, I win anyway, and in the latter, I will take a significant portion of your retirement nest egg, and you may be up to 40 to 50% worse off. Would you do that deal? So this is all getting a bit confusing, I'm sure, but you wouldn't do that deal, surely, because the investment industry has all of these fees, and is there any easy way out of this? Vanguard has a great website to explain all the various types of fees when it comes to investing in managed funds and ETFs, individual stock costs, bonds or term deposit costs, and stock option costs. It's well worth the read, and just Google the impact of investment costs Vanguard. I'm almost finished, but there is one extra thing I want you to know in the previous examples of fees between a percent and three percent management fee. This does not take into account any buy-sell spreads or brokerage fees. That is on top of that. And if you go to a financial advisor who set up these products for you, you need to openly ask them how much fees they will charge, what commissions they will get, because those fees are not even included in the calculations I used. So you can easily see how fees add up quickly and really negatively impact on your hard-earned retirement nest egg. Now, that's pretty much it for this podcast. So before I finish up, let's summarize. I'm a summary man. Fees matter. Think about it like buying a Mazda for $30,000 versus the same Mazda for $300,000. Same car, probably older model. Same performance, actually worse. Same warranty, maybe not even a warranty. And same features, substandard, but 10 times the cost. Fees are difficult to understand and navigate. Do you know the fees in your investments right now? Think about the real estate, the bonds, the term deposits, the managed funds, the ETFs or stocks that you own. If not, why not? Why don't you know the fees? Because you're paying for it. Basically, you're throwing money into the bin, and if you feel so generous, I would recommend you give it to me. I'll take out that money trash any day. The power of compounding works both ways when it comes to investing. It is a powerful way to create wealth. 
but also to suck wealth out of you by way of fees. So why swim in rough seas when you can swim in calmer waters? The difference between a percent fee and a three percent fee could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And in my example, before, between Joe Bloggs and Jenny Not Bloggs, it works out to be a 42% difference in investment returns. That could mean retiring early, peacefully, without financially worrying or having to work for some extra years to retire comfortably. I hope you enjoyed this podcast about fees. My podcasts are all about financial education, the principles of concepts of saving, utilising the power of compounding, protecting your assets and personal family, and learning about fees. If you have a question, comment on my podcast, and I'll aim to get back to you as soon as possible. I'm keen to learn from you too, so if I've missed something obvious, or you want more podcasts on specific topics, let me know via the comments, and I'll do the best I can. Like always, this is Raja from Melbourne, Australia, the world's beautiful city. Pay yourself first, pay attention to fees, and thanks for listening. Thank you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.